0: support for this podcast brought to you by the independent voter project um, while a lot of organizations try to fight within the two-party narrative the independent voter project has taken a different route is to truly fight for nonpartisan voters that doesn't even mean independent voters it means independent minded voters it could be Republicans Democrats everybody that's frustrated with the direction of our hyper partisan politics um, I've been I've been representing independent voter project for Almost 15 years as the legal strategist, um, we filed lawsuits. We've written initiatives statewide in California. We've uh, joined, uh, helped found organizations on the national level that their their exclusive focus is reforming the election process so that nonpartisan voters have a more meaningful participation. That might sound esoteric or sound uh, not impactful, but. By definition, you're always going up against the party in control or the folks that benefit from the current system. So I'm I'm proud to be a part of successful initiatives. I'm proud of the work that IVP does. If you're following this podcast, I'd encourage you to put to subscribe to it and um, I mean, go to independentvoterproject.org. org. Check it out. Look what Independent Voter Project's doing. I know uh, you know you don't. You can't really miss a dinner conversation without talking about how absurd politics is. Well, you're not going to hear it from the media that is a part of that hyperbolized conversation. You got to break out of it. Go to places like independentvoterproject.org. And from there, I think you'll find that there's a growing community that are demanding changes and independent voter projects leading that community. I'm Chad Peace. I'm very proud to be the legal strategist for the Independent Voter Project. You know, for over 12 years, I've been proud that you know, as an organization, while everyone else is focused on the two-sided, hyperbolized debate, Independent Voter Projects put their head down and do things like file initiatives and lawsuits that create structural change that actually elevates the voting rights for voters who are sick and tired of the two-party debate. The statements expressed in the following program are those of the speaker. They do not necessarily represent the views and opinions of the sponsor, the host, and or Olus Media. OLAS Media. You're listening to the Lawyer and Blue Jeans Podcast.
1: Welcome to the Lawyer in Blue Jeans podcast. My name is Justin Isaac. And today I'm do- I'm joined by David Malcolm. Uh, David, I'm gonna read off your bio real quick. It says that you're an American entrepreneur, uh, real estate expert, community leader, and philanthropist. Thank you for joining us today. Good to be here. Appreciate it. Um, well, the reason that we're talking today is that you are a trustee of a trust, correct? A few, yes. A few trusts, okay. Yeah, yeah. How many do you manage? We have done several, okay.
2: um, but the trusts we run are typically um, uh, an assets of over a billion dollars, so oh, they're, wow. they're very large. So large
1: endowments that are are ongoing too. So I think that a lot of people who have heard our show kind of know what we're about. Know that we specialize in trust law and, and estate planning and whatnot. And a lot of people think of uh, a trust where, when you pass away, it's like a will. Where your assets flow to your kids or whomever it might be, and that's kind of the end of it. But what you do is you manage on a long-term scale, or a, I guess a long-term time period too, of you know a huge endowment or a lot of money for charities or nonprofits and things like that, right? Yes. Okay. So, uh, so over a billion dollars—that's incredible. So. I guess give us an example, if you could, without giving any, you know, actual details of uh, what a day in the life uh, as a trustee is like, what, what you know, if someone passes away, the money just gets held and then it's distributed, you know, over time, you know, I guess kind of break it down for us. There's different. both.
2: Um, generally speaking, um, uh, the people that have built up that kind of wealth mm-hmm. have been generally men mm-hmm. over decades okay. of time. Mm-hmm. And so when the, the, the man dies, uh, the, w- the wife uh, and the kids are, a lot of times, don't really know what to do with the wealth, how to manage the wealth. Yeah. So w- what happens is everyone thinks they know how to do it, and after they screw things up,
1: then they, they bring
2: me that. in <laughs> <laughs> to put the pieces back together yeah. and, and um, make sure that the beneficiaries get uh, what they expect to be getting.
1: Well, I think that's a good point to bring up too, because when you have someone who is your trustee, there are legal duties and obligations that you have. And I have come across this many times where a trustee eight years later still has not distributed the trust and they start getting uh, letters from other attorneys saying, hey, what's going on? And they come to me saying like, well, did, did I do something wrong? Well, yeah, you were supposed to distribute this eight years ago and you did nothing and actually used the money to take yourself on a trip and yada, yada, yada. You're in trouble here. <laughs> right. The, the fiduciary obligations of a trustee are
2: very uh, clear. Yes. And uh, I'm sure several people don't follow them. But it. But it's... Uh, um, we have found that, for me, fixing the estate is the fun. Mm-hmm. Once it's fixed and everything's running mm-hmm. right, I really actually try to give it back to uh, uh, the estate to run. Okay. Once the safeguards are put in place, once you have uh, proper management of, of, if it's a business or a piece of real estate, in place Mm -hmm. and so no one person, no one trustee is the best stock person, the best bond person, the best real estate person, Mm -hmm. the best uh, retailer because they own a a big furniture store. There's always someone better than me in every area that I deal in Mm -hmm. and what I try to do is find those incredibly great people to come in and manage those portions. So I get the best of class in every aspect in every portion of the asset.
1: Okay, and so you have a, a, a firm or a company that does this. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so let's put out a scenario for people who are listening that might not know kind of how this works. They're just kind of casually listening uh, to you know a, a legal show, right? Uh, someone passes away. Say, um, you know, a husband passes away, and there's uh, 50 million in the estate, 100 million in the estate. Is that a small amount usually? Yeah, <laughs> for what it's you deal with, it's
2: at? a lot of money. Yeah, <laughs> it, is, it is a lot of money,
1: but it, um, I guess, like it, on the average, is that kind of what you look we, at? We,
2: we look, we, we handle bigger, but okay. but the, the the situations are the, are the same. Yes, no matter what size it is, because. I've handled smaller ones, especially my partner when he died not that long ago. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, While it was a good size estate, um, it wasn't in the hundreds of millions or billions. And the one thing that we always find out is no matter what happens, the kids, good kids, Mm -hmm. kids that every parent will swear I'll not have any problems. Yeah. There's problems. Money does bad things yes. to good people. So these kids are, are really good, mm-hmm. but they have a spouse. And the spouse doesn't like one of the siblings yeah. of the heir. And they think that that sibling spouse is an idiot. And if they have any say on it, they'll destroy yeah. the money. And that we ought to get the money out of the trust because I'm a better manager, honey, mm-hmm. than what your brother or sister or whoever will have it. So, uh, And then a lot of times there's more than one ex-wife or yeah. ex-husband. Yeah. So now they're chirping in the heirs, ears, Mm -hmm. get the money, get out of it. Uh, So as much as parents always believe their kids are different, Mm -hmm. I've never, never seen a case where we don't have issues.
1: Yeah. And unfortunately, I see this every day. Uh, That same exact thing I have people mention that every day where Uh, an ex, you know, an ex-husband, ex-wife who was once involved and now their new spouse is also pushing them because they might have a claim, you know, and and sometimes, you know, in our office, we'll see over like a thousand dollars. People are just going nuts. I can only imagine what it's like on a grander scale of, you know, 10, 15, 20 million. Um, And I, I think that a lot of people just don't really, they don't really understand how bad people can get how quickly it can get to that level. Including charities, by the way. Oh, charities. I will go off about (laughs) charities as well, too, because I've had clients who have uh, told a charity that they're going to gift to them a certain amount upon their passing. They were inundated from this charity every single week. They were hit up for more donations, more donations, even though they said, I'm giving through my trust. I'm not giving to you right now. And I guess this one nonprofit or charity uh, just bothered this person so much that they came back, they changed their trust to not give to that charity anymore, and it, it, they notified the charity that they weren't giving to, and the charity was just not having it, and it was a whole issue, but yes, that is absolutely an issue as well.
2: Yeah. So, what what, what happens is a lot of people don't want their younger kids to get money right away, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I, I'll give them the money when they're 35 years old. Yeah. I don't want them to be a trust fund baby. How do I do that? And one of my things that I always like to do is you want them to work. Yeah, I want them to keep working. Then instead of just gifting them a bunch of money, match their W two earnings. Mm. If they're out working, we'll double it. Yeah. Right? That's a good one. If you aren't gonna work, yeah. you aren't gonna get any money. You aren't I'm not gonna die and leave you money for you to to become a couch potato. Yeah. So but charities want their money right now, too, even though the, benefic- uh, the 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 deceased person in his trust says, <clears throat> I don't want you to have this right away. I want you to take the income off the business, yeah. off the real estate, and I want to fund that every year. Yeah. No charity wants that. Yeah. They want it all now. Yep. And so, by the way, so do the kids. Yeah. <laughs> and so... What happens in California, in California trust, is if you, in order to be able to go to court, you have to have standing. Mm -hmm. You know that better than me. You're the attorney here. (laughs) And so the people with standing are the beneficiaries. Yeah. And so what happens is, let's say I die, my wife and I die, and I said in my will that I only want the kids to get the money when they're 35 years old. Yeah. And the my kids get together and say, we want it now. We're 25. We're smart enough. We know everything. Let's get it all now. If you go into court, the only people, even though, Justin, you might be my best friend, you go in and say, Your Honor, wait, David didn't want him to have this. I know the kids are asking money. He'll tell you to be quiet because you have no standing. True. Okay? Yeah. So now the only people with standing are the beneficiaries. The beneficiaries all want the money now. So the judge will say, well, anyone here opposed? Yeah. And Justin will say, but your honor. He'll say, Justin, sorry. Yeah. Shut up. Yeah. (laughs) So so what happens is a lot of trusts are broken uh, uh, when there's large amounts of money, when there's That's probably not true Mm -hmm. in the average person that a California trust is fine. But I have found that going to some other states that really believe that what the person who worked hard to have those assets, Mm -hmm. their wishes ought to be followed.
1: So do you find that, I I guess, here's just a broad question. What state would you say has the best trust? I know that's... Uh, De- Be- Delaware, yeah. uh, probably the best, but there's a lot of good ones. Nevada is fine. Yeah. Sounds like LLCs, too, because that's yep. where most people get LLCs in uh, Delaware, Nevada, Montana. Yeah. Right. They're all great yeah. states. <laughs> they,
2: yeah. they, they get a lot of business because they're great states and sense. follow the wishes of of the documents
1: yeah and and uh, i think a california trust is very comprehensive because i've seen uh and i'm dealing usually with the states that are less than the estate tax threshold which is 12.92 million so uh you know your your average estate that we'll get is a you know a million two million three million so and you want that you want cal? you want it you don't want to go through probate you don't want to be stuck in probate oh god no it is it For is the worst. Probably six really good reasons yeah. why you wouldn't want to be in probate. Um, yeah, I could think of well the main the main thing here in, in San Diego is that we only have three probate judges and you know three point six million people and most of those people are going through probate. Um, are a, a very high majority, seventy two percent, I think, is the average uh, American doesn't have a trust, right? So they're going to go through probate. But we also just got two brand new judges here that aren't probate judges. They're from family law. So we're even backed up a little bit more because you know it takes time to to get into it. So it's a terrible process. Well, first it's public, right? Yes, absolutely. So now I'm
2: inheriting, let's say a million Mm dollars. Do I want everyone, everyone, literally everyone to see what I'm getting, where I'm getting it, how I'm getting it? No. So it's not private. Mm -hmm. It's costly, as you're saying, they have to Hire an attorney. You have the statutory fees with yeah. probate referees. Yeah, you have an uncertain outcome. Yeah, because the judge, uh, you the the people who died might have wanted X, but California law says Y. Yeah, and so you want a trust and, absolutely. You want to trust,
1: and not to mention people coming out of the woodwork for their share, and then we have to get a family tree done to make sure that you know they're not even. And employed. all the notices, oh to yeah. everybody notice to everyone for everything. <laughs> everything. Yeah, it, it is a bad, uh, terrible process, and you know we do probates as well. Um, you know, reluctantly, we'd rather do a trust, uh, but we do our share of probates, and it's just like pulling your hair out. Sometimes it's so frustrating, um, but. I think and, and by the way some of your clients probably need access
2: to those monies oh right away right away and they can't
1: have access to them. it's the funny thing is is that it's I, I've mentioned this uh, we, when we do our presentation sometimes about trust and I've told people that your kids don't have access until the court says so the court we just to get a hearing first hearing four months almost minimum, right? Mm-hmm. And so you're going to be without access for four months or that your kids will. It, it costs money to start a probate too. And if they don't have money, how are we going to start this, right? So it, it doesn't, it's not like you can just go into the court right away and get access to everything. No, there's a whole process involved with it. Yeah. So it is, um, I think it's imperative to have a trust, you know, if you meet the, the kind of, basic needs of a trust, like uh, having property, having uh, minor kids, you know, having more than $184,000 because that's what the threshold is for a probate. So it's a a much better way of going about things. And California does have uh, some... We have pretty good trust law uh, for your your average estate, right? A million to five million. It's perfect. Um, Yeah. But it makes sense that these outside states that focus on uh, privacy, pro-business, uh, would also be a good place to get a trust as well. Delaware and Nevada and whatnot.
2: If you have a large trust and you really um, um, want to plan for a long period of time, my yeah. kids now are both older. Mm-hmm. So I, 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 there's no reason for me, if my wife and I pass, mm-hmm. to to have a real complicated on when they're going to get
1: the assets. Yeah, yeah.
2: If they're young, what happens if one of them develops some type of handicap? Yeah. They're in a car accident. Yeah. Or uh, who knows what. How do you – have you taken care of that in the trust? Have yeah. you addressed that? Is it – should it be equal? Does a person that has a medical degree, the son that really did – and the handicap – should it be split 50-50? Does a yeah. medical person really need the additional money true. versus the handicap? So you can address all these things in a trust, and you aren't going to be able to do it in a probate. Uh,
1: absolutely so, true. And so, I, I feel like you're an advertisement for what I do because this is all I talk <laughs> about. Um, it, it's so important to know that the customizations you can come up with. Uh, you know, We had someone the other day where, well, we have three kids. Two of them are great one's a lawyer, one's a doctor. The third one, eh, not so much. And uh, and I said, okay, well, you know... Well, wait, you're saying the lawyer's okay, too? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, according to that. According yeah, okay. to that. All right. uh, but the third one was just one that uh, doesn't you know isn't doing much and they, they were like okay we want to make sure uh, because as soon as they get money they spend it and i was like okay we have safeguards there's ways we can go about that you can say you know x amount per month adjusted annually for inflation you know for you know the time period of or however much it, or however long it takes to exhaust their share you could say um, you know, a certain percentage of their share every year. There's so many different ways to customize that that you can't do and you do, wouldn't want to do in the program. And you can
2: you can prohibit them from borrowing against yeah. that
1: pledge. Yeah. So
2: th- you're right. I mean it is really a big
1: mistake not to have a trust. Talk about freedom. I mean, like that that kind of freedom and control that you have when you have the trust is so important. It's so important because when you don't have it, you don't have control. The court has control. And that's usually not what people want, right? Most people don't want their local government in charge of their affairs. I think that's well, pretty universal. No, <laughs> no, they don't do well, but listen, funerals
2: are expensive today. Yeah? I mean, strangely enough, um, it it will boggle your mind uh, all the cost. Even to run the ad announcing that mom or dad died yeah. is is very expensive. But the when when you have a trust, while it's there are a few hurdles to go down to the bank and get control, you get control immediately, yeah. basically, of the money, and that is just not true. To where it could literally be years yeah.
1: in a probate. Yeah, especially if people are contesting. Yeah. Um I I make this kind of joke in our presentation that. I had a client ask me, what is this probate process going to be like? And I said, well, it's like going to the DMV for two years straight. So if you like that, you're going to love probate court. And it it still blows my mind. You know, I'm sure you saw in the news about Aretha Franklin, uh, Prince. They both died without a trust and they have these huge legacy estates going through probate. Aretha Franklin's, uh, the most recent development was they found a piece of paper and a couch that they, that some of the kids were purporting was her will. Other kids were saying it wasn't because they were going to lose millions of dollars in inheritance. And then the court uh, or the jury just found that they did consider it a will and it's now valid. Something that was like found in her couch and that's just like it blows <laughs> me away that these legacy celebrities don't have these things in place. You have so many advisors and managers and lawyers for other stuff and no one said, Set up a trust. It just boggles my mind. Well, it happens every day. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, so you like to hand it back to the people. And I was curious about that too, because I think a lot of I guess my my cynical mind would say that most people who have control over a large estate where you make money off a percentage as a trustee and management, um, you know, financial planners, they want to keep assets under management because they get a small cut. You know, it's this you know, It's not as small, it's very large. Okay. okay. So even more so, I I, <clears throat> I guess I'm curious because when you said you want to hand it back, that was almost against your own self-interest. It is. uh um, but my self-interest for me
2: uh-huh. is to solve problems and make estates better. Okay. Once the the state's running smooth, yeah, it's not a challenge anymore. Yeah. Um, it's and and getting the kids in line, yeah. which is a big thing. Um, and I usually start out with, "Hey, here's a list of all the kids I've dealt with. Call them." Yeah. You you can either. Work with me, mm-hmm. or you can be against me. Yeah. If you're against me, here are the people that tried it. Yeah, ask them how it turned out. <laughs> I so, love that. So um, I, I I try to um, uh, educate them along the way. Yeah, bring them as into um, uh, the process. Yeah, show them how we selected people and why we're putting them in charge of. The real estate thing, of the retail division, Mm -hmm. of the stock uh, and bond portfolio. Um, Once that's all fixed with proper safeguards, they usually always keep me on some type of retainer. Yeah. But the statutory fees are just ridiculously high. Can you give an example
1: for people who are curious? Millions. Millions for management. Millions. Okay.
2: Yeah. And so, Every year, yeah, not, not one time. yeah. And so uh, like that's why you attorneys like to
1: keep estates for a long time because of the statutory fees. I, I don't for the record. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we, we don't do this at all. We, we have clients who constantly ask us, can we be the trustee? can we be the manager of the estate? We don't do that. Um, I, I didn't know it was millions. I mean, I'm it makes sense if some of the estates are pretty large. Um, well, one, 1% one percent of a billion is 10 million. So that's a good point. Know. Yeah, that's... <laughs> sounds, I'm definitely in the wrong business then. Um, so I, I think it's it's really... One of the things that I noticed when, when you were talking about, you know, here's the people who have worked with me, here's the people who've worked against me, you know, and, and, and I'm sure you have, since you've been doing this for a very long time, you have a lot of examples. And I think what that brings up in my mind is something that I see all the time, which a lot of people think they know the law. They think they know what they're talking about. And when they butt heads or meet someone who actually knows what they're talking about, it doesn't sit well with people. And so I imagine, especially younger people who have had maybe saw something on like TikTok or YouTube or and they, they think, oh, this is what the actual law is. And then they go against you when they realize they were wrong. And, and I, it's, it's something that we see all the time on a smaller scale. But do you have any story that you can share, without giving personal information, about something like that that happened? Well,
2: it happens all the time, uh-huh. quite frankly. Um, and I don't know the worst story. Um, um, uh, I mean, I, I can't think of one right now, but, okay. but it, it's, like I said at the beginning, money does bad things yeah. to good people and your listeners need to understand that they need to protect their kids. Their kids might be great, but the two spouses or three spouses mm-hmm. or the ex-spouses or the other kids might not be so great. Yeah. And you are are setting yourself up for a terrible problem with your kids to where they won't ever talk again yep. if you don't set up the trust right. Yeah. And so you know, my advice is get a great attorney mm-hmm. and and sit down with them and go over what happens if someone gets handicapped. How do I make sure that they continue to work? Yeah. By encouraging them or matching them in their pay. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of different things they
1: can do Whatever they think of, they can put in that trust and direct. Yeah, I I mentioned that to uh, a lot of our clients that you control this. You get to say what your trust says or does uh, for your kids. Uh, There are certain things you can't do. I've had a lot of requests uh, for, uh, especially after the most recent election, uh, my my son or daughter doesn't get their inheritance unless they vote Democrat or Republican. And, <laughs> and we have to tell them, no, you can't do that. That's going to get tossed out. But you can incentivize work. You can make sure that they're drug free or go to college and all these different things. You have the qualifiers. Um, but again, going back to kind of like the fundamental misunderstanding of how things work sometimes where this is where it takes a good attorney to explain um, is that I'll have someone come to me and say, OK, I have two properties and I'm going to pass it on to my kids. Uh, They get it right when I pass away, but they can never sell the property and they have to keep it in the family for life. Can't do that. Yeah. Plus, it's stupid. Yeah. I agree. I mean, mean, the the problem
2: is uh, we all know real estate changing demographics Mm -hmm. uh, uh, drives proper decisions. Right? Maybe, do you want to own an office building today? Mm -hmm. I don't. Yeah. No No, one wants to go in the office building to work. Well, what if the trust says I can never sell it or I got to keep it for 20 years or whatever? You don't want to tie people's hands too much to where they can't make proper business decisions when you have a changing market and changing demographics. We're going through right now uh, a huge change in people not wanting to go to the office. Mm -hmm. What does that mean to the coffee shop on the corner. Well, if they aren't in the office buildings, they aren't taking coffee breaks. Yeah. They aren't going there in the morning. And now, the, like, Corner Bakery just filed bankruptcy. Yeah. We're going through these changes, and people need to leave their trustee, or wh- whichever kid, or person, or bank that they, uh, bank's terrible, but yeah, anyway,
1: yeah. no, <laughs> but a lot of
2: people go there. Yeah. Um, whoever they choose, they have to leave them some flexibility to be able to make proper business decisions.
1: Yeah. And I, I think that just from a legal standpoint, it's the the one that I said where you have to hold the property forever, it's not legally enforceable. A, California trust can only go on for 90 years. B, you can't give someone to something and tell them what to do with it after the fact because there is no way to enforce that once you've already given it to them. Um, and, and C, I don't like I personally, from all of my experience that I've seen with trusts and estates and whatnot, I don't like the idea of trying to control too much from the grave, uh, so to speak. And I think that you have to give your kids a little bit of autonomy and and give them the ability to make the right decisions, meet with professionals and make those long term decisions because you're right, if you right now are holding uh, commercial real estate, it's not looking good, and it's probably going to get worse over the next couple of years.
2: So let, let me tell you that um, several of the estates, um, uh, they set up trustees, and they usually name three people. Yeah. If this person dies, then this person, or this person. Or, and and uh, in every case, when we wanted to get rid of the trustee mm-hmm. because the estates are so bad, we bought him out. Yeah. These good friends that took over John's estate. Yeah. Sells out his dead friend for money. Yeah. And turns it over to, to me or who the beneficiary wants. Yeah. It, it is 100% of the time. Yeah. It, it's um, uh, That's sad. Yeah, it is sad. Yeah. And you need to make sure that you're picking people and have the right uh, attorney, drop these things mm-hmm. uh, to protect your wishes. Yeah. You, so. And by the way, for those of you, for those people that do have a little bit larger estates, we have right around the corner. You know, like you said, right now it's twelve. Let's say $12 dollars, rounded off per person. Yeah. That's going away yeah. uh, in a year and a half. Yeah. And so, or two years. Uh, and so,
1: you want to really get your trust in line today uh, and not wait. I, I completely agree, and I'm hoping that they aren't going to change the estate tax again. But I know it's supposed to sunset and go back to five and a half million, but it's election season, so who knows what kind of promises we're gonna get, right? And and the way people are today, why should somebody
2: get five and a half million without 40%. being taxed? Yeah. Right. And so where that goes, I don't know. Yeah. But there's certainly uh, the Republicans are on one side of the aisle, the Democrats on the other, and, yeah. and who knows who's going to be in charge.
1: Well, I think that they're pretty open with it. You know, the Republicans want no estate tax, and right. Democrats want a very low one. Uh, and California, I think their measure failed recently uh, to have an estate tax for uh, California that was th- yeah. $3 million per yeah, person? We're, we're all, yeah, we're all part of the fed though yeah, yeah. Um, so it's uh, it's as it stands right now 12.92 million and then it's gonna sunset back to five and a half and again this doesn't cover mo- most people are fine with that right, right. most people don't right. get affected by right. this uh, but it is important to know about this because what if it goes back down to 600 grand like it was you know within 20 years I guess? Something like that. Uh, if it does go down to a low number, and you own property in California, everyone's paying the estate tax if it goes down that low. Or maybe you're lucky and you bought Tesla real cheap,
2: and it's yeah, it's gone up yeah a hundred times. It's yeah, I mean, <laughs> so you have a big estate.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely something to watch out for, and and to make sure that you, like you said, you're you're finding a good competent attorney um, and not doing this on legal zoom and you know stuff like that um, and, and finding someone you trust uh, no pun intended because your your trustee is the person who you're entrusting to follow your wishes do exactly what you're you're looking for and also not siphon off money because I mean, you said you see it all the time, but it's, uh, you're, you're hoping that everything goes the way that you want it to go after all the work you've done. It'll cost you more not
2: having the trust and going to probate and getting the trust. Oh, yeah. So By I a mean, big number. <laughs> if you want to save money yeah. and be able to control what's going on, you get
1: a trust. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, this is great. I really, this flew by too. Um, any, any last words, any last tips? No, I I think we covered it. Yeah. Uh, You know, no one should die without a will and trust. Yeah, definitely need your your protection. So, well, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, Some great stories and some great insight. Um, Thank you, everyone, for listening. This has been the Lawyer in Blue Jeans podcast, and we'll see you soon.
2: Take a break from the news and join us at Lawyer in Blue Jeans. If you're curious about the latest wacky cases or have a specific legal inquiry, drop us an email at Justin at LawyerInBlueJeans.com. Follow us and subscribe to stay up to date with our latest episodes.
0: Thanks for listening to Lawyers in Blue Jeans. Be sure to follow and subscribe whenever you listen to your podcasts. To read the blog associated with this episode, visit
2: OlusMedia.com. This episode was produced in San Diego, California. Ulysses Breton
1: is creative director. Our sound engineer is Alan Glezpar. Lena Alvarez is the producer. Serving as executive producer and co-founder is JC Polk. And Chad Peace is
2: president and co-founder. OLAS Media is an IVC media company. OLAS Media.